The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. God planned for you to be the top of everything that there is in this earth. Everywhere you go, you're going to be creating the garden and you're going to be the hand and not the tail. You're going to be the lender and not the borrower. Who's going to do it for you? The blessing. You don't need to find out how it's going to work. Just release it and release it and release it and it'll take you to the top. Hello, I'm Bill Winston, and welcome to another program. The program that you're watching is called The Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, today's teaching is entitled Releasing the Blessing. Now, let me encourage you today. There are some points that you've got to remember. This is going to be powerful. Faith for receiving the promise, your inheritance, is in the promise. Now, what we're saying is that if you want faith to get what God has promised you, then you're going to have to get the promise itself because faith for that promise is in the promise. And part of your inheritance is something called the blessing. Now, when you release the blessing, it is so powerful, it knows what to do. In other words, when you speak things, the blessing goes to work on your behalf and knows what to do. Praise God. And number three, the blessing prepares the way. This is the story of Joseph now and how he came as a slave and rose to the top. Well, that blessing prepared the way for Joseph. It was causing his deliverance, and it was causing him to be promoted. So this blessing is designed to turn the worst conditions in your life into the Garden of Eden. Now, this message is really going to bless you. So get your Bibles and pencils and papers ready. Everybody take some good notes. Now, let's go into it. It's called Releasing the Blessing. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. It says it in several places in the scriptures. Now, faith is key for you to get your inheritance. All right, let's just see what's happening. I'm going to build on that first. So Moses sent out 12 spies. They come back. And let's don't call them spies. Let's call them preachers. And let's call them preachers when they went out to spy out the land. Let's call the land the scriptures. And all the promises that are in here for you. Now they're supposed to spy it out and then come back to you with a report. And so they spotted out, 40 days came back. And they came back, and the Bible says some of them gave an evil report. Now, you can find that over in Numbers chapter 13 and verse 32. And the ten brought back an evil report. Now, what Joshua and Caleb said, who were the two left over, they said in verse 30, they still the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once, possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Man, overcoming, that word is keeping jumping up here today. Now, <clears throat> this was supposed to be 
something that they had to do by faith. And I dare say that people in the church, some people, they are trying to get God's blessing without faith. And it's not going to happen. Not unless somebody else got something working for you. But this land that he's given us is going to have to be taken by faith. Faith for the promise is in the promise. Faith for the promise is in the promise. Somebody come up here and, well, I'm believing God for my healing. I said, what, what promise are you standing on? Well, I just know God is a healer. That is not, that's not going to handle it. What's going to handle it is the promise. Because faith for getting the promise is in the promise. But I got to get the promise. I got to find out what that promise is. So these people who were leaders supposed to come back and preach the promised land. And when they preached this promised land, they were supposed to come back and preach this thing so that the people would hear it. Now, in Romans chapter 10 and verse 12, he said, I'll start at verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, how can they call on him who they've not heard and not believed? Well, how can they believe on him who they've not heard? Well, how can they hear without a preacher? Well, how can he preach except he be sent? Well, the spies were sent. They came back and they were supposed to preach and they were supposed to preach on the promise. But they didn't preach the promise. They said, we can't take it. It giants in the land and gave all of this talk. Now, what they did is they began to preach something that was naturally uh, impossible. But when you're dealing with God, God says all things are possible if you're with him. So I don't know who you with, but I'm with God. So who you with? All right. Now look at verse 17. So then faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. See, so faith is going to come by the promise that you're going to preach on. So when I know that you've got an inheritance, which I found in Romans, pardon me, in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 11, he talks about this, this promise and the inheritance that you have. He said, and I beheld and I heard a voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders and the number of them were 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Now that is your promise. That is what the preacher is supposed to preach. And when that promise is preached, faith for that promise comes. So one of your promises or the inheritance, put it back up, is the blessing. And when that blessing is preached, faith for that blessing is going to come. Now, the blessing is so powerful that it can eradicate any curse. Now, I got to get you to believe in the blessing. And as you believe in it, you will release it. And when you release that blessing and step over in that release, you'll see the blessing do things for you that you never thought the blessing can do. 
See, I was telling him in the last service. I said, wait a minute. You don't understand. I said, now you, you, the blessing knows what to do. The blessing knows what to do. You don't have to tell the blessing what to do. The only thing you got to do is release it. If I've got some dirt down here, the dirt knows what to do. Put a seed in it and see what will happen to that seed. Take the seed and put it up on the shelf and see if anything will happen to it. But then take it and put it in the dirt and the dirt knows what to do. You can take a telephone post, a wooden post, and you can stick it in the ground, come back in 20 years, and you'll see it kind of rotten down there. Why is it kind of rotten? Because the dirt knows what to do. It's going to try to grow that stick. You put a seed in the ground, a seed knows what to what? Do. Say amen. You got birds flying out here and all of a sudden winter comes and you don't see them. Where they go? They went south because they know what to do. And I'm telling you, the blessing knows what to do. If you just release the blessing, it'll take care of business for you because it knows what to do. Does it make sense to you? You don't have to sweat, don't have to toil, don't have to do nothing because it knows what to do. <laughs> Look what it says about the blessing. It says, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. Let's try it again. Let's try it in the NIV translation, please. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil. Now that tells me that the blessing knows what to do. It knows that its job is to bring you wealth. That I'm saying if you, if you believe in the blessing and release the blessing to do what the blessing's supposed to do, it will make you rich. Do y'all follow what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Listen, now, I, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you come from, but I don't know, know this, that if you've got, bo you born again, you got Jesus in you, you got the Holy Ghost in you, the blessing is not only on you, it is in you. And it knows what to do. your blessing. Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19. You can, you can just speak against your blessing. God gives you a choice. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death. Come on. Blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both you and your seed may live. Proverbs chapter 18, 21, please. Death and life, come on, are in the power of the tongue. I said the blessing knows what to do. <laughs> Boy, I can see now y'all trying to figure that out. Now, how does the blessing know what to do? How does the dirt know what to do? How does the sun know what to do? How does the water know what to do? How do the birds know what to do? They're all programmed. Now, let me slow down here. Y'all got me riled up here. 
Are y'all with me? Well, let's just take an example. Look what it says in Luke, Luke chapter five. And it's saying, we've gone over this before, but just look at it now, because it knows what to do. I, I was, I was, now when we first had our ministry down in Lake Pulaski, and we first opened up, you know, ministry, I started ministry there, and it was rough. I mean, it rough in that neighborhood. And so what happened on the west side of Chicago, and so what happened was the lady came in the door one day, where's the pastor? I said, I'm the pastor. And I got drug dealers all on my block and nobody can go out. The kids can't go play. The adults are just terrorized and so forth. I said, okay, get in this circle, lady. And we began to pray. And I had to pray because I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to hear from headquarters. Let me come over here. I got to hear from headquarters. See, no, nobody is sovereign. See, you weren't made to be sovereign. Sovereign means you don't have a boss. Now, everybody was made to have an overlord. So if God is not your overlord, then the devil is. And I'm telling you right now, God was Adam's overlord. All right, so now I got to hear from God. I said, Lord, what to do? Boom, dropped it in my spirit. The wisdom of God, part of my inheritance. Boom, dropped it in. He said, here's what to do. Now go and bless this oil, give it to her and tell her to pour it down the middle of the street. All right, I got the oil. I said, lady, God telling me to bless this oil and give it to you and you pour it down the middle of the street. She said, well, give it here. Well, see, when you're desperate, you'll take all kinds of instructions. Even if they seem stupid, you will take them because you're desperate. And some of y'all may not be desperate enough yet, but I'm gonna tell you, I stay desperate. I, I stay in a mode, I stay in a mode that I'm willing to hear God anything he says do, I'm going to take it out. Say amen to that. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3, it says his, his commandments are not grievous. That means that they're not hard to do. They're not something that you got to struggle and struggle. And no, just get up and walk down the street, lady. Just get the oil and start pouring it down the street. Now, to you, that might seem to be a very, very simple, even stupid thing to do. But if you just carry out God's instruction, you're going to release something called a blessing. And what happened? She came back in two or three days and said, hey, pastor, guess what? I said, what? She said they came out for one hour the next day and didn't come back ever again. I said, I noticed because the blessing, come on, the blessing is designed to turn the worst conditions into the garden of Eden. One more time. The blessing, it'll turn your family into the garden of Eden. In other words, whatever's not in heaven won't be in your family. Whatever's not in heaven won't be on your block. Let's go back to Genesis and chapter one, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over cattle and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So here's God now, and he's going to give this man something called dominion. Praise God. Mankind now has an image of dominion. Now, this is what God put in mankind on purpose. He gave him an image of dominion. Now, with this image that he gave him, now what mankind is going to do is he's going to dominate the earth. Now, look at verse 27. And God created man 
in his own image. You can see why he gave him dominion. And the image of God created he, male and female created he them. And God blessed them. Now he is empowering them. Glory to God. What God is doing now is he gave Adam his power. He blessed him. The same power God used to create all matter, he gave it to Adam. He created him in his image. Now he's giving him his power. There's no sense in having authority and you ain't got no power to back it up. So he gave him his power. Now, what has happened is in verse 28, and God blessed him and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish, the over the fowl of the air and over every, um, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So now come on down here to chapter two and verse seven. Here we're still talking about this man, Adam. So now what God does is God says, the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground. That's forming his body. Now understand he didn't have any life in him yet. And, uh, and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. Now here comes the life, the God kind of life. And man becomes a living soul. Another Hebrew translation becomes a speaking spirit like God. So now this man is getting God's ability and he's getting the ability to think and talk like God. Now God is bringing this man on God's level. Oh, come on saints. He, he is bringing this man on his level. He's going to speak and think like God. Isaiah 55 and verse eight. He said that my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways, my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways and your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts. He's not saying that so that saying that man cannot get there. He is saying that you have fallen, but you're supposed to think like me. <laughs> Folks, this blessing is Baraka, the empowerment for success. This man now is going to take this blessing and he's going to finish the work of God. He's going to make earth the garden spot of the universe. Why? So the end game would be for God to set up his house right here. That's what this man's supposed to be doing. Now, what happened in number three, a verse, a chapter three is... He lost the blessing through disobedience. Don't eat of that tree. If you know anything about the tree, the tree represents the tithe. See? The tithe, the Bible says, is the Lord. Folks, God never changes. When you see the beginning, the garden, you see the law with Moses, you see grace with Paul, he never changes. 
Adultery was sin in the garden and adultery is sin in revelations. It, it never changes. So here's man and what he did is ate of it. Now notice what he ate. He ate the tithe. But if you fast forward to Malachi, notice what he said to return. He said, uh, return to me and I'll return to you. They said, well, how shall we return? He said, will a man rob God? He said, you have robbed me. He said, that's the way you return. He said, uh, come and bring all the tithe into the storehouse where there'll be meat in my house and see if I will not pour you out a blessing. Y'all, come on now. You got you to gotta stand up under this, man. This stuff is strong. You wait till I get you. So notice what he did. He violated God's command. Once he violated God's command, he lost the blessing. Now he lost it. And the reason why he lost it is because he wasn't he anymore. See, he, he changed. Once a person, Adam, like I said before, was the first man born from life to death. See, he wasn't Adam anymore. He was not just a man. See, because he had lost, he no longer had the nature of God. He had the nature of iniquity. Once he followed Satan, he got Satan's nature. Come on, come on now. And God was no longer his father. Now Satan was, but now he's got to get back. So God sends another Adam. The Bible calls him the last Adam and he sent him into this world to get the blessing back. Say amen. So we call it the Beatitudes, but it's Jesus teaching on the blessing and the power of this blessing and how this blessing can actually change your life. It's our teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. It was about how to reconnect with the blessing and the power of that blessing. Are you still with me? Yeah. All right. I'm going somewhere here now. So now what comes in is the blessing comes back on Abraham. So Abraham now is called the father of the faithful because Abraham offered up his son at the command of God. And now because of that, God had to offer up his son when he was called for. So now here is the blessing on Abraham and it's not a blessing. It is the blessing cause it's not but one. So he passes a blessing on to Isaac. Come on now. And then Isaac, come on, passes the blessing on to Jacob. He was supposed to pass it on to Esau. Am I right about that? But Esau, glory to God. <laughs> but Esau was busy trying to feed his, his belly. And so Jacob tricked him out of it. But when Esau came in to get the blessing, the father said, wait a minute, I just blessed somebody. He said, you didn't bless me. He said, well, I blessed somebody. He said, that Jacob, he's a trickster. But here's what his daddy said. Well, I'm sorry about that, but whoever I bless, I bless. 
once he let it go, he had faith in release that that blessing was going to do exactly what he said. Say amen, saints. And I'm telling you, we're trying to get that inheritance without faith, and it ain't coming like that. God planned for you to be the top of everything that there is in this earth. In Deuteronomy 7 and verse 14, the Bible talks about you and I, we're supposed to be on the top. Look what it says. He said, thou shalt be blessed above some people. Oh, people, everywhere you go, you're going to be creating the garden and you're going to be the head and not the tail. You're going to be the lender and not the borrower. Who's going to do it for you? The blessing. You don't need to find out how it's going to work. Just release it and release it and release it and it'll take you to the top. Learn how to experience the fullness of God's glory and power in your life with Dr. Winston's powerful series, Releasing the Blessing. To order your copy of this life-changing message on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4, contact us online at BillWinston.org. You can also call us at 1-800-711-9327. Hello, this is Bill Winston. I want you to join me for six powerful days, September 11th through September the 16th at our International Faith Conference. Now, this is going to be one of those powerful conferences I think you'll ever attend. Our theme this year is living the life of faith. Now, one of the things about what's going on today, it's going to take faith to live like God has planned for you to live. Now, if you've not been living by faith, Most of what God has planned for your life has not been manifested yet. Now, we want to get it manifested because God has plenty of good stuff planned for your life. Come and hear from spiritual powerhouses, Bishop Tudor Bismarck, Brother Kenneth Copeland, Dr. Jesse Duplantis, Reverend Samuel Rodriguez, and Pastor Cash Luna. And various musical artists will be there also. There's an all-women's prayer, praise, and pampering luncheon hosted by my wife, Dr. Veronica Winston, and our guest speaker is Pastor Cheryl Brady, pastor of the Potter's House, North Location in Dallas, Texas. Now, we have a special leadership conference designed for pastors and ministry leaders where Pastor Cash Luna, along with myself, giving insight on being an effective leader in these end times. Now, Pastor Cash will be back Thursday night for a special healing and miracle service. New this year, we've added daytime sessions starting at 10 a.m. You're going to hear from speakers in the night and at day. So more of the word, more faith comes, the more you can do for God. So you don't want to miss this conference. I mean, if you have to take some time off the job or you have to take some of that, if you will, vacation time and so forth, come to this conference. Be a part of it. It's going to be life-changing. You see, the more faith you have, the more for God you can do. Again, it's our 2016 International Faith Conference. It's at Living Word Christian Center, and I'll see you here. Deep within you, there is a call to lead. Distractions have tried to bury it. Criticism has tried to smother it. 
but the call remains. And now it's time. Become an entrepreneur. God is awakening the call again. Answer it. Take a leap of faith. It's time for you to change the story, not just for you, but for your neighborhood, your community, your city, your world. At Joseph Business School, we are here to equip you, to guide you, to empower you, to step into the call that God has given you. It's time to launch out, begin a new story. The call is clear. The time is now. Become an entrepreneur.